God is so good. And His mercy endures how long? Forever. Forever and ever. Turning your Bibles this morning to the book of Acts, chapter number 12. We've been studying all month uh, since the day of Pentecost. We've been talking about the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the power that He has given us uh, to act, to react, to work, to uh, move, to, to obey, to testify, to preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick and they recover. I mean, He gave the church power. Somebody say power. power. I mean, God has not called you to be powerless. But He has called you to be powerful. Powerful in your testimony, powerful in your walk, powerful in your daily life, powerful on your job, powerful in your family. But I want to talk today about power within the church. What has God called the church to do? When the church does this thing that we're going to talk about, things happen. When the church will do what we're going to talk about today, Not when we sing about it. Not when we preach about it. Not when we read books about it. But when we do it, heaven responds. What am I talking about? We're going to talk about Acts chapter 12. And uh, we're going to start reading in verse number 1. And we're just going to, we're going to take this scripture by scripture, verse by verse. And we're just going to glean some good stuff out of here this morning. How many is going to help me preach? The louder you say amen, the faster I go. So it's up to you how long I preach. <laughs> Acts chapter 12, verse number 1. About that time, King Herod Agrippa begin to persecute some believers in the church. How many knows that the church was born out of persecution? From the very beginning, persecution, amen, has called this caused the church to do what I'm going to talk about this morning. It's because persecution that caused them to scatter. It was persecution that drew them together. It's persecution, amen, that caused them to go out to all the areas. Because you know what? We like to get comfortable. We like to all come together and find our comfortable spot and get in our comfort zone. But you know what? When trouble comes, when persecution comes, it causes us to get out of our comfort zone and have to move into other places. Persecution's always been a part of Christianity. It still is today, all over this world. Amen. People are giving their life for Christ. It's illegal to be Christians in many nations. And we are under attack in America today. The church of Jesus Christ is being attacked. But Herod was persecuting the Christians, and he had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. And when Herod saw how much it pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. Did you know that some people are happy when you're in trouble? Did you know when you go through trials and tribulation, it makes somebody smile? The world, the devil, doesn't like it when the church is blessed. 
They want to see us persecuted. They want to see people thrown in prison. They want to see the church under scrutiny. They love it. Amen. When people fail in sin and then they are able to point a finger and say, yeah, look at them. I'm telling you. Amen. Somebody might be happy, but I'm telling you somebody else. Amen. God's heart is broken when he sees the church persecuted. But I'm telling you, if the church will do what we're talking about today, it gets God's attention. Peter was arrested. This took place during Passover. Then he was in prison, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Sixteen soldiers to one disciple. Why in the world did Peter need sixteen soldiers? Maybe Herod had heard some of the tales. Maybe Herod heard about how Peter had cut off one of the guard's ears. Maybe he heard how that Peter had got filled with the Holy Ghost and stood up on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 got saved. Maybe Herod heard about how Peter, amen, walked up to the gate, amen, and sold that lame man, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you. Rise and walk in Jesus' name. Maybe he heard how that when Peter would come into a city, they would bring all of the sick and the lame and light them up. And when Peter walked by, his shadow would reach out and touch them and the anointing would touch them and heal them. I don't know why he felt like Peter needed 16 guards. But he wanted to make sure that he didn't get away. Sometimes the devil, it seems like he throws more at you than you feel necessary. But can I tell you, the devil recognizes and realizes that you have more power on the inside of you than you even realize you have. Amen. You. It doesn't matter how many guards. It doesn't matter what the devil throws at us. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So we set up the story. It's Passover. John has been killed. Or James has been killed. Peter is arrested. Waiting for trial. And it pleased the people that they should kill James. And so I'm sure this was going to be the verdict for Peter also. The Bible declares in verse number 5. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed earnestly for him. Oh, it's time that the church get back to praying. Because when we pray, something happens. When we pray, heaven hears. When we pray, when we bow our knee, when we don't give in to temptation, don't give in, amen, to pressure, don't give in, amen, to what the world's doing. But when we, amen, begin to bow our knee and we call upon the name of the Lord our God, amen, heaven moves miraculously. That scripture didn't say when the church played, when the church picnicked, when the church partied, when the church had a, had a good old fashioned uh, dinner on the ground. No, when the church prayed. 
The devil doesn't care about our programs. He doesn't care if we get busy doing everything with the work of the Lord. But he gets afraid when the church begins to pray. When the disciples got together in the beginning. Amen. Acts chapter 2. Several weeks ago. Of the day of Pentecost. One mind. One accord. Amen. They were praying. And the Holy Ghost fell. Heaven came down when people prayed. It wasn't long after that. They were persecuted. And they prayed. And the Holy Ghost fell again. Every time you begin to pray and call upon the name of the Lord, amen, heaven is in attendance. Amen, God's ear is tuned in. He's listening to what you're saying. He knows what's going on. Amen, He sees all of the trouble in the world, but He's waiting on somebody to pray. Oh, I love King James says in chapter, James chapter 5, verse number 16, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. In the New Living, that's what I'm reading out of today. The New Living says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and produces wonderful results. Are you praying prayers that are getting wonderful results? We've all prayed and it felt like, amen, our prayers just bounced off the ceiling. We've all prayed prayers and it felt like nothing was happening. But I'm telling you, while you're praying, though you don't see it, though you don't feel it, God is moving. So while the church is praying, Peter is there in prison awaiting his trial. And the Bible says in verse number 6, the night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was pacing nervously. Nervously. (laughs) He was tossing and turning in fear. He was tweeting and Facebooking and asking all of his people to pray. Now, Peter was asleep. How in the world the night before your trial when you know, amen, they just killed James and it pleased everybody and you're probably next and you got 16 guards around you and you're chained and you're shackled. How you sleeping? We can't even sleep on a nice, comfortable, soft bed with the temperature just right. But can I tell you, Peter had a good example. You see, Peter was on the boat when the boat was rocking to and fro. Amen. When the storm was blowing and the waves were rocking and he knew, he saw, he had an example. Amen. Of Jesus asleep in the bottom of the boat. And he woke him up and said, don't you care that we're going to die? And Jesus said, ye of little faith. But I'm telling you, when Peter got a good dose of the Holy Ghost, when Peter got filled and baptized, amen, his faith increased. And so now he was able, just like Jesus, to sleep right through the problem. 
Sleep through the trial. Sleep through the tribulation. Sleep through the sickness. Sleep through the bad report. Sleep, amen, when all the bills are due and you don't know where the money's coming from. Sleep, I'm telling you, God said, amen, we can rest in Him. You don't have to fear and freak out. You don't have to, amen, throw everything away and be in a panic. I mean, even though we're in the midst of trial and tribulation and persecution, amen, prayer is being made by the church. Who are you praying for today? Who do you know in prison? Naturally, spiritually, financially, physically. There's a whole lot of prisons, uh, amen, in our lives today. But I'm telling you, it's when the church prays uh, that God begins to move on our behalf. You've got to learn to sleep through your trouble. Amen, because while Peter was sleeping, the church was praying. When Peter was arrested, the church was praying. Amen, when Peter, amen, was putting guards and chains, the church was praying. While Peter was asleep, the church was praying. They didn't know their prayers were working. They didn't know if God was hearing them or not. They didn't know if anything was happening. Amen, but the Bible says that we pray without ceasing. Amen, we pray in faith. We pray believing. Whatsoever thing we desire when we pray, if we believe, we'll receive them. And the church prayed. And suddenly, verse number 7. I love suddenlies. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell. Listen, there was no electricity back in this day. This this, this was not a cushy jail. Amen, this was a, a dark, lonely dungeon except for all the guards around him. He was shackled in chains, no doubt sleeping on concrete. Amen, but all of a sudden, the church was praying and God flipped the light switch on. Amen, when God says, let there be light, there is light. God showed up in his darkness. God showed up in his imprisonment. God showed up in his chains. God showed up in his injustice. God, he hadn't done anything wrong. He hadn't broken the law. Amen. But you know what? Persecution. Amen. People don't like Christianity. They don't like when you walk in faith. They don't like when you work miracles. Amen. Some people had rather stay possessed. Amen. Stay broke. Stay sick. But when you go casting out devils and you go blessing people and raising the dead and you begin to heal folks, there's a lot of folks going to get mad. And they get happy when you get in trouble. Oh, but God's working on our behalf. Because the church is praying. Is the church praying today? The pastor's preaching? Is the church praying? Is the church praying, brother, bless him? Anoint him. Empower him. Amen. Let the anointing flow through him. Amen. Did you pray for me this week? I prayed for you. We're the church. We're the body of Christ. Did we pray for persecuted believers in other countries? Did we pray, amen, for what's going on in our nation? Did we pray for those in prison? Did we pray for those in the hospital? Listen, God moves when the church prays. But when the church sleeps, the devil moves. You see, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he asked them to pray. And he went away and he began to pray and be heavy because he knew what was coming. And he came back and the church was asleep. You see, they were just the beginning of the church. They didn't know the power that they were going to have, but Jesus did. They were, he said, pray. 
Peter, come on, pray. The devil wants to sift you. The devil wants to get in. The devil, hey man, he wants to, he, he wants to have, wreak havoc in your life. The devil wants to cause you to act in the flesh. But if you'll pray, you'll be able to react in the spirit. But Peter slept. And that's why when the guards came, he jumped up. And the only thing he knew to do, because he wasn't walking in the Spirit, he wasn't praying, all he knew to do was grab a sword and cut the guy's ear off. And Jesus had to put it back on and look at Peter and say, if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. Come on, I'm not fighting flesh and blood. Amen. But by prayer on my knees, I'm fighting. Amen. The prince and the power of the air, spiritual darkness, and we will win. He was asleep and the church was praying. And suddenly, there was a bright light and an angel showed up. Somebody say, let the angel show up. And the angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to wake him up. Listen, you're sleeping good when an angel shows up and the light. Listen, every morning about six something, we got a little window over in the closet and enough light comes through and makes me open my eyes and look at it. It don't take a bright, bright light. This is the light of the glory of the Lord shone bright and Peter kept on sleeping. And the angel stood there probably, I wonder if he's knows I'm here. And finally, he had to reach down and goose him in the side and poke him and shake him a little bit. Wake up, Peter. Peter woke up. And the Bible says, as the angel struck him on his side, he said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrist. I love those suddenlies. All through the scripture we see, amen, when things were bad and things looked terrible. And suddenly, amen, God shows up. And suddenly, amen, darkness goes to light. And suddenly, amen, devils leave. And suddenly, amen, people get up and walk. Suddenly, the death, amen, are raised to life again. I'm telling you, no matter what your circumstance looks like, when the church prays, things can change suddenly. It doesn't take a long time. It only takes a moment. It only takes a second when God shows up and begins to shake things up a little bit. And he said, quick, get up. Now, I, I love the instruction of the angel. The angel was very specific. I want you to listen here to the angel. He, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrist. When the church prays, chains fall off. When the church prays, addiction is broken. When the church prays, chains of sickness and disease have to fall off. When the church prays, bondages are broken. Peter stood up and his chains fell off. And then the angel said, get dressed. And apparently Peter got dressed. And then the angel said, put on your sandals. And he put on his sandals. And then the angel said, now put on your coat. This reminds me of when you wake up your kids in the morning to go to school. You remember when you woke up in a daze? And you tell your kid, and they sat on the side of the bed. You tell them, get up, get dressed. And then it's in slow motion. Now put on your pants. 
Now put on your socks. But you got to give them detailed instruction because they're just in a daze. Peter, amen. He thought he was dreaming. Oh, but the angels, God's good. God's faithful. He'll give you detail. You say, Pastor, when God shows up, how am I going to know what to do? Because he'll tell you. Quick, get up. Get dressed. Put on your sandals. Put on your coat. Now, follow me. Oh, there's a whole lot of us at this point. We'd have said, but what if the guard wakes up? But what if we get caught? But I'm scared. But, you know, there's so many things. We make so many excuses why we don't want to obey God and why we don't want to follow God. And we don't know. Hey, Peter didn't know that the church was having a prayer meeting. Maybe he did. We're going to find out. He must have known something. Maybe they got word to him. Peter, we're praying for you. Maybe they sent him a note. Maybe somebody came to visit. But Peter didn't know. They're all night long. They're having a prayer meeting. They're praying without ceasing. And as they're praying, God is moving. But they don't know that God is answering their prayers. So many times you don't know God's answering. You don't know God's in process. You don't know that the angels showed up. You don't know that your answer's getting dressed. You don't know that your miracle is putting their shoes on. All you know is you're praying and everything looks the same. But God's moving when the church is praying. And the angel says, follow me. But Peter obeys. And so Peter begins to follow the angel. I want you to look at what happened. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time, he thought it was a vision. Peter just thought he was dreaming. That's a good dream, isn't it? When you're in prison and you dream, the angel shows up. And your chains fall off. How many have ever had a dream? It was a good dream. And about, about the time some great thing was about to happen, you woke up. Oh, man, don't you hate those dreams? You're like, oh, if I could have just, you know, I just wanted to, I just want to know what happened. And then there's other dreams. You're so glad you woke up. Peter thought he was dreaming. He didn't realize it was actually happened. Can I tell you today, when you pray, sometimes the answer just seems like a dream. Oh, but it's actually happening. They passed the first and the second guard post and came to the iron gate leading to the city. Oh, now. Oh, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you helped me get out of these chains. And Lord, thank you that you got me past that first guard. And Lord, thank you you got me past that second guard. But oh, no. Oh, Lord, look. It's an iron gate. Now what are we going to do? God was big enough to get me past that guard and that guard. But I don't know if God's big enough to get me past an iron gate. Listen, God has done so many things through our life. But then when the next problem comes, we go, I don't know if God's big enough to do this. God does miracle after miracle. And then the next time we're in need, we forget how that when we prayed, God answered. And when we prayed, God did a miracle. And when we prayed, God brought in the finances. And when we prayed, God healed that child. And when we prayed, God took an accident with a car flipping that could have killed everybody. Instead, they just walked away because they prayed. And when they prayed, God answers. Because when the church prays, God dispatches His angels to do the work. And they prayed. 
And when they came to that iron gate, and it opened for them all by itself. Come on, we serve a big God. We serve a big God that opened iron gates. We open, we serve a God, amen, that can cause your trouble, your trial, your tribulation. Amen. When you get there, could just open up. How in the world did the gate open by itself? Because the church was praying. And the prayer church was praying, God, open the gates, open the bars, amen, blind the prisons, the, the guards' eyes. God, send your angels to intervene. But they had no idea God was doing it. When you're praying, even though you don't see it, though you don't feel it, come on, just keep believing and praying because God is working. He walks out of the prison. So they passed through and started walking down the street. And then the angel suddenly left him. Finally, Peter came to his senses. Oh, Peter woke up. And Peter looked around and Peter looked and said, where's my chains and where's the guards? And I thought this was a dream. And all of a sudden he came to his senses and he realized this is not a dream. I am free. This is not a dream. God did show up. This is not a dream. God does answer prayer. The angel showed up and delivered me and Peter got excited and, uh, Peter must have known about the prayer meeting because look here. He said, it's really true. The Lord has sent His angels to save me from Herod, from the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. He went to the, he went from the prison to the prayer meeting. When's the last time you went? So many times we get in our, we get out of our problems and we forget to go to the prayer meeting. I mean, we get out of our situation and we forget to go back to those that prayed and say, I want you to know your prayers were answered. God heard you. Your prayer was not in vain. Amen. Your prayer worked. Look, I'm an answer to prayer. Peter shows up at the prayer meeting. And knocks on the door. And the people are praying. And they're interceding. And they're saying, God, do a miracle. God, open the doors of the prison. God, deliver Peter. Lord, we just want you to do a miracle for us. We want you to... Come on, come on. The church prayed. And then finally Rhoda heard the knock and she went to the door. And she heard Peter's voice. Because I'm sure Peter wasn't just knocking... Mary! Are you, ever, you ever go to your house or your mama and knock on the door and call her name? Mama, it's me! Let me in. And when she heard his voice, she got so excited that she forgot to open the door. She ran back into the prayer meeting because the church was praying. The church was praying that Peter would knock on the door. But when they knocked... They didn't open. They were praying that God would deliver him. But when he showed up, the church was still praying. And then she said, everybody, Peter's at the door. And the church stopped praying. And they started accusing. They said, you, 
have lost your mind. Come on, when the church stops praying and the church starts accusing, we get in trouble. When you begin to point fingers and you begin to say you're wrong and you're wrong and you're this and you're that and you've lost your ever-loving mind. I know we're praying for a miracle, but God don't really do them. I know we're praying for a deliverance, but that can't really be it. I know we're praying that Peter show up, but that can't be him. The church stopped praying and they started accusing. And the church stopped praying and then they started deciding. The day the church started taking votes, was the, that was a bad day. When they started saying, let us decide what's best for the church. Instead of being led by the Holy Ghost. When they begin to uh, uh, organize committees and all this. And, and let's figure all this out. Listen, from the very beginning they made a mistake. They decided, they took a vote and they said, that can't be Peter. It must be his angel. Listen, when you stop praying and start deciding stuff on your own, you're going to make mistakes. Amen. You need to be led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. You need to pray. He said, pray about everything and pray without ceasing. Amen. Let's not do it on our own thought and our own mind. Let's be led by the Holy Ghost. Because when the church stopped praying, they started accusing. When they stopped praying, they started deciding. But Peter, what did Peter do? Look here. Meanwhile, this is verse number 16. Meanwhile, amen, while the prayer meeting stopped, while the committee is voting on whether it's Peter or not, and whether God answers prayer or not, and whether it could really be or not, the Bible says, meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. Oh, don't you love that scripture? Amen. He declares, amen, that not to give up. He said we can't stop praying. Amen. He said that we've got to, he said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, ask and it'll be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. He said, well, pastor, what if I ask and it don't happen? Ask again. What if I seek and I don't find? Keep seeking. Did you just hear about the guy uh, up in the mountains, the Rocky Mountains or somewhere, found that, that gold treasure, millions of dollars? Whew. Treasure seekers. You know why they never stop seeking for treasure? Because sooner or later you find it. I don't know who hit it. Don't know how long it's been there. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of treasures in the kingdom of God. But if you don't seek it, you're never going to find it. If you don't knock, it's never going to be open. If you don't ask, you're never going to receive. But he said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And Peter kept on knocking until they opened the door. And when he opened the door, they finally opened the door. And saw him, they were amazed. Why is it so hard for us to believe God answers prayer? Why are we so shocked when God answers our prayer? We pray, it's almost like we pray believing we're not going to receive. And then we get just what we prayed for. They were amazed. Wait a minute. We were just praying that you would get out of prison. We were just praying the Lord would send His angels. We were just praying that the Lord would open the gates. But we never really thought it would happen. There's a lot of Christians that pray like that. 
But when we pray in faith, when the church prays, believing, they were praying and believing, but they were still amazed when it happened. Wow. I can't believe it. Wow. I can't believe that car spun and rolled and they were okay. How many times have we seen something good, a miracle, and the first thing out of our mouth, wow, I can't believe that. No. You know what we need to start saying? I I was believing for that. That's what I was praying for. That's what I was asking God for. That's just what I thought would happen. Instead, when we see miracles, we go, wow, I can't believe it. Come on, let's begin to be believers in prayer, in the power of prayer, and in the answer of prayer. Can I get a big amen? Amen. I love it. Then the church stopped praying and they started shouting. Hey, hallelujah. Woo! Because Peter had to say, quieten down. <laughs> Come on. When they opened the door and they saw him, amen, somebody shouted, hallelujah. There's an answer to our prayer. And the church went from praying, amen, to con- con- having a committee and deciding and-, and accusing. Oh, but when they saw the answer to their prayer, they started shouting. And Peter had to say, come on, quieten down now, guys. Quieten down. And then Peter began to testify. Are you ready to go from the prison, amen, to the prayer meeting, to the testimony service? Listen, without a test, there's no testimony. Everybody wants a testimony without a test. Everybody wants a resurrection without a death. Everybody, amen, wants to go to the next level without having to qualify and take a test for it. Oh, Lord, just put me there. No, 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 no. With every level, there's a new devil. With every promotion, there's a test. But listen, if we'll pray, if the church will pray, we'll pass the test. And when we come out of the test, we'll have a testimony of the goodness of God. I was in prison. I was shackled. But an angel of the Lord showed up because the church was praying. There you go. And when the church prays, heaven comes down. And Peter had a testimony. And Peter began to declare his testimony. And then the Bible says, and then he went to another place. Anybody ready to go to another place? Anybody ready to get out of prison? Anybody ready to start testifying to the goodness of God? Anybody ready to go from the prison to your purpose? Anybody ready to go from doubt and fear to peace and faith? Come on. Anybody ready to go from sickness to health? Are you ready to go from poverty to prosperity? Are you ready to go from being a servant to being a son or a daughter of the Most High God? Come on, it's time for the church to pray. When the church prayed, something happened.